computer. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Hello, Liz. Hello, Jean-Yves. Good morning to you. You are in Texas in a beautiful Austin. I am. You are the produce, producer of Juicy UC, Juicy, uh, when yes. you say it fast and smoothly, um, which is the number one conference in co-working in the US. We used to say that you are, we are brother and sister with co yes. Europe and Juicy uh, being in the US. You are almost 10 years old with the conference. This right? is true. Next year is 10 years. Next year is 10 years. So we, are, we have moved um, to the adulthood pretty, pretty clearly. Um, and we had this little, you know, episode of uh, COVID that came into... Yeah, we've had a little something yeah. going on. But the good news is that you are uh, resuming the, with, with the conference. The, the, the upcoming conference is this month, September, in New York City. You yep. see, you see USA, um, and the purpose of the discussion was to, of course, discuss a little bit about the, the conference and and get news from you. Um, as it's hybrid, as working Europe will be as well, it means that everybody can attend virtually uh, mm -hmm. so from anywhere in the world. Um, and uh, the purpose was also to get your um, uh, your science and your knowledge about co-working in the US. And yeah. um, all things are recovering. Um, who are the winner, maybe the, the losers, uh, if any, um, and discuss a little bit how you see the perspective. So seeing that we are still in a situation which is gray, to say, yeah. to say the least. And um, we all expect the flex market to become the norm in the office market pretty soon. But is it happening or is it happening? Or who do you see the, 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 the players to, 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 to be ahead in this, in this journey? And this is the purpose of, this, of today's conversation. So awesome. first of all, um, what about this year's um, Juicy Conference in New York City? And what will be the main topic? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jean It's always good to collaborate with you. Um, so, you know, we're really talking about like what we've been through, um, what's working, what's not working. We're talking about the focus on hospitality going forward, the focus on niche going forward. Also, how you can address things like diversity and inclusivity, sustainability and neurodiversity. So we've, you know, got some great panels put together. We've got some amazing speakers. Um, so those are kind of the main topics. Of course, the first day, as per usual, used to be called Camp Juicy. It's now called the Fundamentals of Flex, where we teach you everything you need to know in one day to just kind of get started or decide if this is something you want to get into. So we get all the basics covered in one day from design to brand to real estate to finance all in one day. So that's the first day of Juicy and that's really targeted to people that are new. So at the same time in New York, we'll also run a couple of master classes for the Juicy physical attendees. Um, one is on research, another one is on marketing. And those are going to be run on that first day. Those will not be broadcast. So Fundamentals of Flex will be broadcast. The master classes will not. You have to be in attendance to go to those. And then the second day, which is the main stage day, is when we've got folks like Convene, JLL, um, Work Bar, um, probably Industrious, and a bunch of others up on stage. And then that those night... Are, those are for the, our European viewers. Uh, 
big brands in the co-working scene now in the U.S. Uh, that have been around estate, for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of real estate folks attending as well. And then that night we'll have a fantastic happy hour. We'll go out in New York, and then Wednesday is kind of what we we're like calling pop-up events around New York. We wanted people to get out in the city and to enjoy the city. So at Bond Collective, we're going to have um, one of the authors of The Cult of We. We're going to have Shlomo, who's the CEO of Bond Collective, and Lisa, who's the CEO of Primary, talking about fundraising. We've got the CEO of Room giving a private tour and some of his thoughts about the future of work and design. Mm -hmm. And then we've got uh, places you can go co-work. We've got co-working tours. We've got tons of opportunities to go out and explore on Wednesday. We have uh, a quote for our viewers or watchers before the conference. Yes, we do. So we know you guys can't come over. So we have put together the code Europe, all caps, which you enter before you pick your ticket. So you put in Europe, all caps, then pick the online ticket and you'll enjoy a really nice 30% discount on an online ticket. And the dates, remind us the dates. Yes, it is the 27th, 28th, and 29th. And the of 29th, September this month, yeah. yes, of September, the 29th is not broadcast, but the 27th and the 28th are, and that is from about, you know, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, but then we rebroadcast it at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard overnight, so you can pick the hours that work for you. All right, so what what is uh, different, would you say, in a juicy, this post-COVID era? Mm -hmm. then would that would, would have been uh, without this period that we went through all uh, around the world what what are what is maybe the one or two main things you see that make coworking or that that shows us that coworking will be done differently or we will put the focus more on some and emphasize some some specific aspect of co the coworking offering how do you see that um, after this yeah 12, 20 months of difficulties let's say yeah yeah i think we'll see um there's going to be a much bigger focus from the real estate industry as the real estate world has been um irrevocably changed um and part of their solution is what they call flexible work and so i think one of the major changes we're going to see is a huge influx from the real estate world as landlords and developers realize they need to incorporate co-working or flexible work into their brands going forward and those that don't are going to suffer um, the world has changed people aren't going to go sign 20-year leases anymore yeah. so i think that's going to really change things and i think the other thing is um i think we've all had to learn that you know the the mental health and just you know health focus we've been talking about for years um that's now come to roost and the thing is is that people are demanding a different style of work going forward which is fantastic news for our industry it hasn't really hit yet because the variants keep surging off and on all over the world but um people now realize that home isn't always the ideal place to work and that they need to go work in a community so the fact that people are now saying 
no, I'm not going back to the office. Mm. That doesn't mean home is the answer. So I think that, you know, those are the two big changes we're going to see is a change in how the workers are now demanding choice and that real estate is 100% in. So I've been able to provide with already a, an answer to that because at least that's what we feel from the European side, not maybe in every country, but um, that there is this discussion and awareness and the people know I has to come back to the office and a big deal of them don't want. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that there is this co-working solution in between that pops up and that becomes obvious for everybody. So from the contact you have with your, 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 your speakers, your partners, to your, your, your attendees, how do you see this, this transition now? Um, where are we from in the US or mm -hmm. overall? Well, I think the aggregators are going to play a really big role in it. Folks like DeskPass mm -hmm. um, who have figured out that they need to go sell to corporations and educate corporations on this whole industry that's just they're waiting for them to come take advantage of it. But as we all know, corporations move very, very, very slowly and they're traumatized and they don't want to make the wrong decision. And they've made dates and changed dates and made dates and changed dates. And the workers have changed. You know, the workers are like, I'm not going to go work for you if you demand I go work here, which is a new thing. People didn't used to do that, and now they are. So I do think that um, a lot of corporations are, are don't even know co-working exists and are looking for it. But I've also talked to some of the largest companies in the world um, to their HR and facilities, and they know about co-working. And a lot of it is because the aggregators have been actively pursuing them for a very long time. Plus, you need to have had your head in a hole if you haven't heard the term WeWork. So, you know, I think what people maybe don't know is that there's lots of amazing alternatives to WeWork. And, you know, one of the problems we've always had in this industry is a lot of people go to one co-working space and if it doesn't suit them, they're like, oh, I tried co-working, I didn't like it. Yeah, well, yeah. there's 50 in your town, go try a different one. <laughs> like, if yeah. that one didn't work for you, somebody else will. So, um, because the, one of the big challenges we see now is that uh, we associated a lot co-working with freelancers and- Right, and that's a misconception. And, and we, still, we still have to, figure out how to address the other big, big, big slice of the population, which is much bigger. Um, even if, of course, startup and freelancer is the obvious uh, natural target for co-working spaces. Yeah. Um, but even in the co-working scene, we see that it's not necessarily a message that is embraced even by the players themselves. Um, do you see experience that as well from in the, in the US? Or maybe is it, we see also a lot of difference between the, the big metros and the secondary cities or even the countryside. How do you, what's your, what's the picture from your, your perspective on that side? Well, one of the things that's been really interesting that I love to see, and I've seen it a couple of times, is um, employees are getting together because their companies aren't moving fast enough and going to a co-working space and be like, hey, there's 10 of us. Can you work us a deal? Like that's super interesting. And I've seen that happen in a few places recently. And I really like that, that those employees that are saying no to the office, they still need a better place to work than home. So they're getting together and going and approaching their local co-working space. 
So what we're seeing in the U.S., and I've also heard this is the way it is in Canada through talking to some of my friends in Canada, suburban face spaces are full. Suburban and rural are on wait lists. People have found co-working. They're embracing it. They love it. City centers are slow to come back. People don't want to commute. People don't want to pay for parking. People don't want to find parking. People don't want to have to like walk down the street, up the building to get to their desk, right? So we've all become very spoiled in the pandemic in a great way. And we're not willing to do what we were willing to do before. Mm. Um, so I do think city centers are going to be slower to come back. Um, and we're seeing that in places like New York. I've got a friend who runs a space in San Francisco, though, and she says she's doing great. Um, you know, I've heard Chicago's kind of slow, but then the Chicago Tribune just came out and said it's great there. So there's a lot of information coming out that's conflicting. Mm. But I also think that because Delta variant specifically, which is what's kind of attacking the U.S. right now, is different by region. So regions come back differently depending on how they've been affected. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, a few months ago, I was like, Seattle, New York, and San Francisco are going to lag behind because they were hit so hard early on. And I believe that's the case with Seattle and New York, but San Francisco is having a weird little comeback. Mm -hmm. So it's all over the place. I think just like we can't really predict what's going to happen with the Delta with, with COVID and where it surges and how it surges. It's different in every market. I mean, are you, what are you seeing in Europe? No, um, the, 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 it's very hard to figure it out because um, people don't like to say things are bad, you know? And right. so it's always, even in the height of the, of the pandemic, some, spaces were saying okay we just lost five percent of our members and we knew it was not true <laughs> uh mm -hmm. the, the there is the the the, the math uh did, didn't matches uh, match then and uh, so we it's hard to figure out what's the reality of the of those market and uh and and the occupancy that is really really um which is is the reality that as opposed to what is stated and what's this disclosed from those those players um i think a lot of spaces had to renegotiate the the agreement with their landlords um, most likely mm -hmm. the us uh which maybe might uh create a new a new breath um or to bring a new breath and new oxygen for those operators because to some extent the lander figured out that uh finally it's not such a bad business and to mm -hmm. be involved in that, maybe we we we, we might um, be better off partnering up with those operator we were you know, asking a a, 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 a a lease from. And um, for instance, um, in Belgium, from what I know, you are very heavily taxed on the um, um, on the lease for commercial real estate, so it can go up to fifty percent of of the lease price you get. Uh, if it becomes a service, it's another story. Yes, you have to charge for uh, what, the VAT in Europe, but on the other hand, from the profit you make, you are not taxed as much as you would be just uh, leasing out your 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 your, your building. So uh, I, I assume that there will be a lot of legal tax accounting 
um, questions that will surface in, this, uh, in, in the near future, which will might which might have big impact also on how Corkins provided, offered, built, uh, and what kind of experience will come from it, from there. But the the issue is is to present time to figure out what's really happening. Um, and and the and it's I was uh, speaking with a friend uh, yesterday, for instance, and he, he was asking me, yes, uh, what's the cost of coworking? Uh, coworking if because I want to make an offer to my HR department because and to show them that there is an alternative to just going to the the big facility we have close to the airport, and and he come with weird questions, let's say, uh, because he he didn't figure out that it actually could have three people for one desk. So it was one desk, one person. So even at the level of the employees who want to propose something and be innovative from their side, it's not necessarily uh, well understood what coworking can provide provide them with. And um, um, but on the other hand, the, the, what he was saying is that the HR department is in, in this big company was not aware at all that there was this alternative of satellite officing. And when you ask the question, also the then come okay, should we? have our own offices or 10 offices in the suburbs of the tier two cities and tier three cities of the country or can we just go and let the people go in the flex area and the open space of any co-working space around they choose and there is a lot of practical questions like that that are creating a lot of friction be before everything happens like we see that the the big uh the big trans transformation uh, takes shape um, and we're still in that, and I fear it will still take a few years. Uh, not to mention the, the indeed the delta, and uh, which will be the, the I think the new new variant is coming up. Mm -hmm. The new one they are come they are, they are mentioning could also have an impact of what is happening. So yes, um, but overall I think the the the, it, it, the fundamentals are sounds very similar. Uh, where, whether we are in Europe or we are in the US. And of course, what might bring a, 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 an element of change is how mature the market already is. So in Europe, you have the UK, which is way above everybody, every, every other country. And that's where also, um, it could be a certain indicator what is happening in, in, in the UK or areas such as Singapore or where you have a, a, a very high density of working operators where it's more in, in ingrained in the, in the in the habits of the of the companies um but for so far it's a lot of question marks i would say yeah for sure but then you know it's interesting then you go look at like australia and hub australia growing creative cubes growing mm -hmm. like they've been shut down off and on just non-stop but they're still anticipating growth um which i think is great and you know a lot of what we've seen is you know, if you were in trouble before COVID, you did not make it through. Mm. Um, and then the other thing that's a huge, huge part of this is that relationship with your landlord. You know, there are landlords that are forgiving and kind and patient, and there's a lot of landlords who've got none of that. Yeah. So a lot of it depends on that relationship to the person who owns the building you're in. And um, which is yet another reason why ideally, you know, you want to own the building you're in or have a management agreement. You know, leasing is just hard to make work you, and to make sustainable for a long time. Do you believe that 
operator lease, co-working operator leasing buildings is a model that will still exist in the future in the US or? Yeah, yeah, it will because it has to, because not everybody has enough experience to get a management agreement and nobody wants to do a management agreement with a first time operator. Yeah. So you kind of have to take that risk in order to get the experience to get the better deals or to get the money, you know? So I do think it will continue, but I don't think it's always the best thing for both parties. Yeah, because now when you think about it, the level of risk that has been taken. So we, we know, for instance, I remember that it was always a question with WeWork uh yes you take the the lease but at the highest price you could figure out what if uh economical crisis come and and they say yeah but we will see and then uh it's no big deal we have a lot of cash and and um and actually the economical crisis was not the <laughs> the, the most um the the the, 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 the happening that was the most to fear of it was uh, this pandemic and at the end of the day um we work is maybe not the one who's which suffered the most i don't know maybe because of the, the cash they had but at the end of the day um what we figure well, out is that the this this model of being the taking the full risk of of the lease doesn't make sense as far as you can just provide with the platform to manage yeah, well, and I think it's super interesting, right? Because WeWorks definitely had some issues. They've got their SPAC deal now, but are they doing good? You know, they're shedding a ton of locations. So I think the numbers might look good because they've dumped so much inventory. Yeah. I'm not sure. But then, you know, look at IWG. IWG took the opportunity to use bankruptcy as a strategic way to cut the fat. And then they went with a franchise deal, which is turning out really well for them. Mm. And then they also, if their location wasn't doing well, they just got rid of them. And so IWG has sat over here and reorganized and changed and evolved. And, you know, even though they don't tend to create inspiring spaces, I think they're going to come out of this doing really well. They, they they took over some WeWork location, didn't they? Mm -hmm. uh, I think mm -hmm. that they were they were spotting and oh, they're all looking uh, for stuff. Yeah. Yes, like this, and indeed taking well, over. Yeah, and they franchise the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So how how far is the franchise model now in the US? As far as you see it, uh, is it definitely the 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 thing that is is. Mm -hmm. um, so over everywhere the, the winning model for every player or no we are still far far away from that far away from it office evolution does a good job they're very much kind of a business center and then you've got VentureX, which is kind of more co-working um and they're expanding like crazy but i'm not sure if they're set up to really thrive i've mm. heard a lot of rumblings around that I think they're doing really great in sales. I'm not sure how they're doing in operations. Mm -hmm. um, Hera Hub is, you know, a smaller player, but and they're a licensing deal. But I think they're super interesting. And then they went and made a deal with Common Grounds, which is another player here. So I think, you know, I think Selena at Hera Hub is is an interesting one to watch. But like, 
that that's it that's it for franchises yeah unless unless we see soon landlords figuring out like they did with maybe the the McDonald's and the Taco Bells and everything that indeed yeah, there well, is this opportunity there and that at the end of the day as we mentioned that any office player um, any property owners doing commercial real estate and uh, leasing out offices will have to have flex harm in their offering. Well and there's also super interesting what the real estate world is doing right so CBRE launched their own brand was like oh crap this is hard so then they went into industrious yeah. Cushman yeah. just went with WeWork so I can see these real estate companies looking to align with larger brands just like some of the aggregators, right? So JLL has an, I believe has invested in Despath, like um, Upsuite got bought by Square or something, I don't know. Um, so it's like those aggregators are targets for real estate, co-working targets for real estate. And by targets, I mean people that want to buy. Yeah. Because real estate needs to figure this out. They don't have time to figure it out. So why not partner with the people that are doing it? Yeah. Are there, are there enough of them, those players? Uh, and what about independent ones? Uh, because that's the big, as we say, uh, that's, that's the, the long tail. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a long tail shaped market. Uh, there are yeah. a lot of independent players which are still representing the biggest part of the whole offering. Um, but what about it, especially now that? Uh... Well, I would submit that if they're still around and if they're, you know, suburban or rural, they're doing pretty well. But yeah. also, if you look at like Common Desk, Common Desk did smart things. You know, they like very quickly laid off people, they hunkered down and then they started making deals. Yeah. Bond Collective hunkered down making deals they're opening in la they're about to open another location in chicago it's like a lot of these guys and um expansive same thing like they they hunkered down and then they started making deals these guys are smart and they're making moves and so i think that um some of those smaller independent ones that are starting to really grow are going to be super interesting to watch but I still think they're, you know, that larger part of the market who, who Juicy does target, which is all of those independent and smaller operators that are much bigger than if you put the bigger ones together, um, you know, they're going to have a hard recovery. They've been through a really tough 18 months. They're exhausted. They're burnt out. They're um, ready for a vacation, but can't take one. And um, I think they're gonna, you know, I, I, I love the resiliency of the entrepreneurs and the hustle, but you know, we're tired mm. and it's gonna take a little extra for them to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a break for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. We all Hopefully do. It's coming, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and we need a break and we need also the recovery to come. Uh, yeah. And uh, because, as we say, the the the, the bright days are, are ahead, but uh, but you got to get there. Yeah, this should come. If it, they could come a little bit sooner than what we see coming up, but uh, it would be a pretty good news. Um, perfect. Um, let's remind us the juicy conference in New York City this September, yep. the 27, 28, 29. 
we have this code Europe Capital Letters, 30% discount uh, for everybody who wants to register. Yep, um, and the website is NA, which stands for North America, .gc.co. So yep. na.gcuc.co. Perfect. Um, do we have a last word to say to the to the viewers and the audience? Um, I think the last word is, yeah. I know, I, I know I've said it before and I'll say it again, like hang in there, it will come back. And when it comes back, you want to take advantage of that amazing wave of business that's coming your way. We have seen it happen. I sit in common desk here in Austin, Texas. It's full. It's full. You can't get a meeting room. You can't get a phone booth because they're all taken because we're full. Yeah. Um, so the comeback is real and it is coming. It, we just, it depends on where you are in the world and what the variant's doing there, but it will happen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Liz. Uh, we have to see you in person as soon as possible. And as soon Absolutely. as we can flew through over the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in Vienna in December or next year, anywhere, anytime. Anywhere. <laughs> Thank you so much, Liz. Take care Thanks. and uh, have a wonderful, juicy. Thank you. Yeah.